Hello and welcome to another episode of How to Run Profitable Retreats. I'm your host, Lainey Cavazos, and I'm super excited to be having you today join me in this adventure where I actually interview Rebecca Wells. She's an amazing copywriter that specializes in retreat sales pages. Yes, as you hear it, I know all of you in my audience have either planned retreats or are looking to create uh, host retreats and you know how important is the power of a good sales page that the message is really portrayed and then we go through all these spaces and people get to understand what we're doing and why we're doing it what is our purpose our passion like really why choose this retreat instead of the thousands of retreats that are out there right so compelling copy that really touches emotions covers the logical piece and also creates urgency and scarcity is so important when it comes to creating and crafting this beautiful page that will convince or take care of the informational purposes for people to actually come and join your retreats so welcome Rebecca Wells with me for this amazing and super exciting interview and I hope you learn a lot from it. And thank you Rebecca for being here today and today we're going to be talking about copy that sells and how do we create this and I'm going to just let Rebecca first introduce herself and tell you a little bit more about why she does what she does and how did she get here. Yeah, well, nice to meet everyone. Like Lenny said, I'm Rebecca. Um, I'm coming at you live here from Vancouver Island, British Columbia in Canada, if anyone's familiar. So for the Canadian version of the Pacific Northwest, um, technically I am sitting on a temperate rainforest and yeah, there's actually retreats that run out here. Um, that's super cool, love to see it. And yeah, that's my little sales pitch for Vancouver Island for you all. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I have been a uh, fully freelance uh, solopreneur, as it were, for the last couple of years. Um, but before I fully spread my wings and went out on my own, I had a almost eight year uh, corporate sales career. Uh, so I worked kind of half and half in both the travel industry, um, as well as the wellness slash technology industry. Um, so I lived my Silicon Valley life as well for a bit. Um, so learned a lot, um, but ultimately, I was really looking for a not totally phone dependent job for my mental sanity's sake. So that's how I kind of found copywriting uh, about two years ago. So I took a post-grad program through University of Toronto, joined a mentorship mastermind and learned a crap load um, that was super, super valuable. Um, the mentorship piece, as I'm sure you guys all know as well, is really key to your own success. Um, and yeah, rest is history, I suppose. And now I'm here today. So um, I absolutely love this industry. I exclusively now focus um, my own services here because I just love travel. I love talking with other people that also see the value um, and the gift that is travel. Um, I've had my life changed for sure by some experiences I've had experiencing other places. So yeah, stoked to be here in a nutshell. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rebecca. This is so beautiful. And yes, well, Vancouver, it's beautiful. And yes, so 
I am sure you're in a beautiful, beautiful place. So you get to get inspired and write all this amazing copy for retreat pages. So first, I have a question. So and we're going to be very laser focused when it comes to these questions, because there's so much to learn from Rebecca that I want to make sure that we get there. Right. So the question is, what would you say to retreat hosts struggling to make their retreat stand out? Yeah, well, I mean, the retreat industry is bumping and it's only getting bigger. So I can definitely understand the feeling of kind of feeling like a fish in a big ocean sometimes. Um, it can definitely feel, especially thanks to the internet, like we're up against almost infinite competition. So this, I would say, honestly, summarizes the number one problem most retreat hosts that I speak with are actually having. So when I take a look at these sales pages for individuals that are typically having this problem, um, it usually comes down to one main issue, which is your retreat promise is not clear. And ultimately, lack of clarity will lead to objections, which will lead to them not booking your retreat. So the key to cutting this problem off at the source is to really evaluate your retreat promise, look at it through the eyes of your target avatar and be honest with yourself in terms of, okay, how clear is this? Does my target audience know exactly what they are walking away with when they book this retreat? Because this isn't just a trip to Costa Rica, for example, this is their opportunity to, you know, restart um, their lives because they're having an emotional problem or, you know, they have, there's a finite problem that, you, that you're able to solve. <clears throat> so, I mean, what does that resonate, Lenny? Do you feel like you experience similar issues with clients and in your program? Oh, yes, totally. Like, this is the main thing. And we focus so much usually time on like, what is a retreat promise and why you're doing this? Because this is really the key message that needs to be portrayed everywhere, right? Like, in every single word, the way you write a sentence, the way you mess you send your message, you need to make sure that people understand why you and not anyone else, right? Okay. And as you said, it's sometimes it feels like there's so many people hosting retreats. And I think a great example for this is like if you are, for example, if you have a friend that is a lawyer or you know a family member that's a lawyer or a doctor, you're gonna realize that most of their friends are lawyers or doctors, right? This is the energy that they're surrounding themselves by. So this is kind of like what you see in your bubble. When you're a retreat leader and you're running retreats and you're hosting retreats, the amazing algorithms of social media are gonna show you that every single person that you know is hosting retreats. So it's gonna make you feel like there is so many people doing it but let's always bring it back into the perspective of like there's eight billion people in the world do you think eight billion people in the world are hosting retreats i don't think so it's just the things that we're getting to be sh we're shown in our networks and the people we hang out right it's all about vibrational levels so we don't want to put ourselves in the space where we feel like this is not real right that this is something that is unobtainable because it truly is there's actually eight billion people in this world that need to heal and change and transform something totally and i've even had that own experience myself as a copywriter you know like i at this point have a lot of copywriters in my network um I'm part of a bunch of like, you know, groups of people talking about marketing and networking and co copywriting and everything else. And sometimes I feel like, oh my God, what's the point? I don't even want to make a post because I am just a dime a dozen. But that is 
my own bias, which is something I was hoping we can talk about a bit later, but that emotion that I have is ultimately what prevents me from doing what I need to do. So tapping into that emotion and really understanding where people are coming from when they have these frustrations in their lives is key to creating effective marketing messaging. Um, and that honestly is a great segue into what I was going to say next, which is at the end of the day, your marketing will only be as effective as how intimate truthfully you are with your target avatar. So I think this is where a lot of retreat hosts fall short based on the sales pages that I look at, um, because they have the basic stuff like, you know, you, when you, when you look at their sales pages, you can tell that it's intended for women. Um, let's say for example, that are like, let's say professional women that are struggling with whatever X, Y, Z, and they have like those basic qualifying information pieces incorporated, but if you want them to move down your sales funnel, which is what your sales page is kind of at the top of your funnel, you want them to move down and eventually book with you. That kind of means that you also got to peel back more layers um, if you want them to squeeze down the funnel, as it were, um, as well. So you can't just stop at, you know, okay, this is Sally. She's 35. She is a HR manager at a tech company. She has two kids that are in their teens and she likes to cook. No, that is not enough information. We got to peel a lot deeper. So that's, and this is where the research piece is actually quite key. Um, maybe you're lucky enough that your target avatar, so that person that you want to clone all 10 spaces on your retreat with this person every time, um, you know, where are they hanging out? Do they post in Facebook groups, Reddit threads? Where are they on social media? Where do they hang out in your local community? Do you know anyone in your circle that fits this avatar? Like spend time with them, really get to know them for your own sake. Like if you really are taking your retreat business seriously and you plan on hosting more, like this will only save you time, money, sweat, tears, hopefully not blood, but you never know. <laughs> I've never been to, I don't know anyways, but <laughs> so you know, when we get into that second layer, this is asking yourself, okay, what is my target avatar's hopes and dreams? If this was a job interview and they were asked, you know, where do you want to be in five or 10 years? What does that look like? On the flip side, what is currently frustrating them in their lives? Is like, you know, stuff in their family life. Did, you know, are they experiencing stagnancy in their career? Are they experiencing lack of intimacy with their spouse? Like all these little things that nag on us that contribute to who we are and how we present ourselves and how we uh, receive information. This is all in like lenses that we have to consider. But then we take it one step further and we have to really, really associate these frustrations with emotions. So, you know, kind of talking back on, or like going back to that fear comment we made earlier, that's my bias that I'm bringing to myself. And that bias is negatively impacting my business, let's say with my lead gen. Maybe I'm not attracting or booking enough sales calls because I'm too nervous or chicken to put myself out there. So fear is driving that response. My fear of rejection and not getting enough likes, et cetera. So what emotion, maybe it's fear, maybe it's pain, maybe it's shame, maybe it's joy, who knows? But you have to find the, the emotion because that is the key to unlocking how to meet 
your target where they're at, your target avatar where they're at. Because, you know, very similarly to how when you were 10 years old and you wanted an advance on your allowance, but you knew not to ask your mom when she was in a bad mood or to only ask dad after he watched his favorite Seinfeld episode or whatever, you know, um, <laughs> you got to use that same kind of emotional intelligence when it comes to your marketing copy and really tone down or like hone in on your tone and your message where they are at emotionally. So to summarize the answer to the original question, um, that is ultimately where I think uh, retreat hosts across the board are struggling, just not investing the time or the mental energy into really honing in on this lens that their target avatar is viewing their retreat through. I really, really like this. And it's so important to really go deep, right? And for me, something that also always happens a lot with retreat leaders is that they're looking for people who are five steps before behind them, right? So they've gone through a process, they learn how to do something, they mastered a way to like maybe be happier or uh, release stress or whatever that is, right? But then you have to be in with stress before so you could learn how to do it right so you have to have something like a pain for you to learn how to fix it right it's difficult to fix something that you don't know how it feels like how do you know what happy is or sad is if you've never experienced it right and because that is it's one of the big things or the big reasons you bring one ideal client that it's very very similar to who you are you also want to explore who you were right what were your struggles what were the things because your conversation, who you are as a human is really going to impact who you're talking to as your audience and who's coming to your to your space and who's hanging out with you and who wants to hang out with you, right? Like, it's so important to have this knowledge in like inner knowledge of also who we are, right? This awareness. And I couldn't tell you how frustrating it was working in sales because um, I eventually made my way up to sales operations. So I had my in with the sales management and it was just so frustrating across the board how there was always a disconnect between sales and marketing in the sense that we'd be sitting there telling them, okay, so customers are saying X, Y, Z, or customers are confused by verbiage you, you know, can we fix this? And they'd be like, well, the focus group or, oh, this, that, and, you know, anybody, I guess that's maybe worked a corporate job knows that sometimes moving things along can be, um, frustrating to say the least when especially the bigger the company but yeah that but it's so funny like it just always would blow my mind how sometimes we can be ignorant to what like our own beliefs or our unwillingness to want to do the work um if we're truly being honest with ourselves and I have I'm guilty of things like this myself as well um that we don't want to see the actual information that's in front of us and like how like what our customers are really actually saying so mm, this is amazing. So this will take us to our next question is like, so how can you translate this into common mistakes? Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of how this translates to like copy that is going wrong, I see on sales pages. Number one problem I always see is that retreat hosts are great at talking about the benefit or sorry, the features on a sales page but we lack actually communicating the true benefit that is relative to the actual like target avatar that we've honed in on. So that's why the research portion is so key 
because when this falls flat on sales pages, not, and not even just on sales pages, like email marketing, which is also incredibly essential in my professional opinion, you know, how you're presenting yourself in terms of your social posts, presence in groups, et cetera. Like this is all, you know, relevant to everything. Um, but you, you really need to have a benefit focused view of everything you're writing. So um, to use a simple, I guess, not even re retreat related analogy, you know, let's look at a car and a car at its core is four wheels and an engine that's taking you from point A to point B. Now, I recently um, in real life bought a used 2012 Ford Fiesta, my little lime green beauty. Um, and so I, when I went out there, the only thing I was really looking for was something that was lower mileage within my price range, which was under 10 grand. I wasn't willing to spend much. And I just really wanted my own independent vehicle. So I didn't have to share one with my partner. It was causing logistical like scheduling frustration. That was the benefits that I was looking for when I bought these four wheels and an engine. But I recently saw a guy on my Facebook um, from one of the groups I'm a part of. He's like a self-made millionaire, you know, great for him, made tons of money, had, I guess, an extra 200 grand to spend. And he was posting about how he went out and bought a Maserati. Now, he also bought four wheels and a engine, but he didn't buy a car because he bought, and this was part of his post, when he was 16 and he said he was going to make it. He made this promise to himself that he was going to get a Maserati. And so to him, this Maserati is this symbol of his status. It makes him look baller when he rolls up to conferences and, you know, work, office, whatever. And he bought this as an experience or like as an emotional boost. So same four wheels and engine, but two very, very, very different benefits that are being perceived so based on, so, and we're totally different target markets. So that's why you need to know who your target market is because, you know, small details can make a huge difference from a marketing standpoint. Um, hopefully that analogy is making sense <laughs> um, to everyone here, but, you know, when it comes to your retreat, it's the same kind of deal. Like, so you have to sit down and really think to yourself, okay, what are all of the features of my retreat on this assembly line exactly like what goes into a car so it's probably you know the food accommodation location um maybe you do airport pickup um you know it, excursions on your retreat list them all out and then ask yourself okay from the lens of my target avatar what is the benefit to this so in a practical example, um, I recently was helping um, a lady who's tapped into a great target market. She's helping older single women who have had health trouble or health anxiety um, who want to travel but are too nervous to do so alone. So this is her niche. She brings them to her hometown in Italy. Beautiful retreat. And these women lick it up because they read her sales page and they say, oh my God, this is exactly me, exactly me. She is literally hitting my anxiety on the head. But um, when she presents her benefits on her sales page, she has, you know, um, she lists her accommodation, but she'll also say, I'm right next door, ready to help you if anything happens. Or with airport pickup, it's not just, you know, oh, I'll pick you up and drop you off from the airport. It's, okay, I'm going to, 
uh, ensure that you don't have to worry. And if anything happens, I have the contact information. I'll be there. Everything will be taken care of. So she is taking the language one step further and really talking to this target audience and the, and the fears that they have that have prevented them from traveling in the past. So hopefully I didn't tangent too much on that. Maybe I did. <laughs> that was a bit of a runaway train thought. But uh, yeah, hopefully that gives you a practical idea of the difference of what I'm saying between, you know, just kind of listing the features, which is layer one, and then getting into more benefit focused language as second layer. So to quickly sum this up, a few questions that you can ask yourself um, to really kind of get the creative juices flowing when it comes to understanding what the benefits that your target market will perceive are. Um, how will attending this retreat benefit my, get, my guest daily lives moving forward? What pain am I helping them eliminate from their daily lives moving forward when they attend this retreat? What would they walk away with that they didn't have before? Um, how will attending this retreat better equip them to handle their stress or problems at home? Or even how will attending this treat, retreat make an impact on their friends or family? You know, is it improving them and by proxy improving their personal relationships? So these are just a few questions. Maybe you have, you know, some of your own, maybe Lenny, you have some um, that you've used in your coaching program before, but yeah, this is my recommendation of where to start. Oh, this is amazing. Like really is. And I think the example of the car is so brilliant. I love these kind of examples that are not like retreat oriented or they're not super specific about this because what makes it, it makes a huge difference because it gets us to really realize it in a way that is more like our day-to-day -day life, right? So we can extrapolate it and see, oh my gosh, yes, they were buying both a car, but it was a completely different experience. The same thing happens with retreats. Like it can be, they're all a retreat, right? And two retreats can also be wild woman retreat, for example, and be completely different experiences. And the benefits and the values are completely, completely different. And totally. yes, this is the main mistake that I see on retreat sales pages myself as well. Everyone is so focused in like the property in the venue is so beautiful, it's stunning. And they think that's going to sell the retreat. And the reality is that if they really want to go to a stunning, beautiful venue, they might as well go to a five-star hotel. Yep. And I mean, hey, there's tons of other very successful, um, you know, group tour companies that are selling gross amounts of product. And they're not even providing a solidified hotel list when you book because, that like when you go onto these pages, um, you know, they're talking about the experience and the cool things that you're going to be doing. Like you're not coming on this retreat necessarily to sleep in a bed. You know what I mean? Anyway, this is my, a different tangent, I guess, for a different day, but just something to think about y'all. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. This is so, so good. So let's go into the next question. So the question is, if I go to edit my copy and I have no idea what to look for, all I know is that it's not converting. How do I know what's going wrong? This is such a good question, you know, mm -hmm. like so many times, like I remember the first time I launched my, like my, my sales page for mastering the art of retreat planning. I got like 8,000 people going into the website. No conversions. Okay. Zero conversions. 8,000 people. Right. There was definitely something wrong in my copy. And I actually hired a copywriter to write it for me. And it was 
very soft and it lost my essence that's the reality it lost my essence it lost who I was it was very into the space of like oh relax and this and that and yes my programs are going to learn how to relax and all these kind of things but we're actually quite active like we have to go and do some work like it, it does require our energy and our investment so it is also very important and I'm like just saying this out loud if you're hiring a copywriter to make sure that the language that they're speaking is like resonates who you are because if not you're going to end up with a landing page that you are not even like very comfortable and like showing right so I think this is very very important um, yes and I was and it's funny too like I there's you know whatever every profession has a ton of people in it like at the end of the day that's an unavoidable issue that we'll all face no matter what but I do think that now that I've taken my copywriting course and I've been working, I've worked in sales, I've now been doing this for quite some time, I have come to realize that I do have quite the leg up because I worked in sales, because I had to have literally tens of thousands of these conversations to really master the art of what I would call, you know, what's that word when the mouth moves, but you don't, or what have you ventriloquism, you know, copy ventriloquist. That's, that's how, that is a skill that truthfully you have to only master because of practice <laughs> and having these conversations. So if you are falling short or if you are struggling or, you know, this type of stuff, it doesn't come intuitively to you. It's okay because it took many hours for me to master it, honestly. So don't feel bad for yourself. But also, yes, very much so use judgment when hiring marketing professionals for your business. <laughs> oh, yes, totally. I don't know about you, but I was in the corporate world. I hired many, many people. I have so many stories to tell that I won't tell today. Maybe another day we hang out and we talk about all these like stories. Uh, but yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so like tell us a little bit more of like how do you know what's going wrong in your like in yes. your sales page if you're like if you're editing your copy and so many times I don't know if this has happened to anyone who's in this call but it has happened to me as well it's like I've seen a copy so much that I stop seeing the mistakes like if there's a typo because I've like seen it so many times I, I used to do like I've, I've done like so many presentations when I was working for Marriott and uh, like sometimes I would like ask uh, actually someone, hey, can you have a look at this presentation? Because I was actually making like I was not seeing the mistakes in anymore because I've seen it so often. So I think this is something that also happens when we're doing copywriting for ourselves or we're just like even if like it's OK, we do our own copywriting. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's all about like once we see it so many times and we keep changing it, sometimes actually loses the message. So you know so what do we do or how do we know what's happening you know in our website yeah well I mean number one I guess is know your own creative process um if you are deciding to do it on your own for me personally I absolutely cannot write and edit in the same day I do need to sleep and walk away from it for the exact same reason that you just described um but otherwise when it like as a whole writing is truthfully the easy part like it's the editing and the moving things around and the looking at things a bajillion times and questioning yourself. That is the, the part that's more tedious that I honestly think sometimes people don't really realize or account for. Um, and that's when you end up trying to throw something together in the final hour and you are stressed. So 
despite the fact that the editing process is more, I guess, disclaimer, uh, complex than what I'm about to explain, this is a very easy uh, technique that you can use as you're going through your copy um, to really like honestly ask yourself, okay, is this effective? So really easy. And I call it the so what test. And all it consists of is reading something that you have written and asking yourself, so what? And you basically ask yourself this until you have nothing left to say. And that is when you truly nail down the real benefit of your feature that you're likely testing. So let's use, for example, um, a retreat that has an excursion or a full day uh, at the Spawn Hot Springs. Um, and this is a feature of their retreat. So what? Well, you're going to spend a day at the spa and feel really relaxed. So what? Well, you're going to get pampered and feel really beautiful. Oh, okay. Ding, ding, ding. Now we're tapping in on the emotion, which is for whatever personal reason, background, we don't have X, Y, Z. I've been feeling emotionally unfulfilled lately. Maybe she's, you know, the woman that's having the lack of uh, intimacy with her spouse, whatever, as this example here. And she hasn't felt beautiful in a while. She has lost her confidence. So the benefit of this hot spring, knowing that this is one of the main to hot button emotions that my target is feeling, instead of one full day at the spawn hot springs. Remind yourself what beautiful really feels like during your full day of pampering at the spa and hot springs. See the difference? It's subtle, but that's what makes the difference. And that's what captures the attention, builds the credibility, because ultimately with your sales page or anything that you're writing, really, you just want them to feel like you are talking to them and you are on their level. Because that is what retreats kind of are, right? It's not It's not like going and booking a cruise or booking a group tour or something. Like the, they're coming with you because you have this connection and they're willing to make the investment on you. So you have to view this like, you know, you're trying to build their trust and you're trying to get on their level. So yeah, ultimately, does that sound time consuming to go through every sentence of your copy and ask yourself, so what? You betcha it is, but that is why the magic is in the editing process. And I am giving you the public service announcement to make sure you account for that when you are, you know, blocking out your time and planning your work. Mm. This is so good, Rebecca. I love this way to do it because it really like brings it down and breaks it into pieces, right? And you can really start really like changing and shifting things. And I want to say also that, for me, so many times when we're like working towards building like a retreat business, we know that some things are going to change. But if your target avatar is the same, eventually you're going to have a sales page that you can kind of duplicate in a way, change some of the features and then like move them into benefits. And maybe it's not in Palm Springs, so there's no hot springs, but may it's all about still about beauty. And maybe it's like a mud experience in the jungle. So then you're going to go and then change that piece. But a big part of your copy is already going to be there because you're serving the same people, right? So consistency is very important and it really helps us uh, not have to spend like maybe so many, like every time we're doing a, like a retreat, we're like, oh my gosh, now I need to spend two weeks writing the copy 
right? It's more into the space of like, how can also I create something that is going to be super powerful? I test it. And when I know it works, then totally. I go and use it as my foundation for the future, right? Totally. I, I'm 100% in agreement with you, girl. Yes. Okay. This is so <laughs> much fun. Okay. So I'm going to ask the last question. And then after that, we go to Q&A because I know everyone is so excited and they want to ask a question here. I'm like, I'm sure everyone has like this question, but I'm sure I hope also that quite a few uh, of you have already like received some good, good advice here. So what is your number one piece of advice to anyone who needs to market an international retreat? Well, apart from everything I've just said, <laughs> um, at the end of the day, even the best retreat or campaign will struggle against father time. So do not procrastinate. Take your marketing seriously. I know that when you get caught up in the logistics of planning, that time really can get away from you. And then before you know it, it's like three or four months out and you're like, oh, I guess I should think about this now. But it really, you're really shooting yourself in the foot and not doing yourself justice if you leave it um, that late. So if you do have a retreat, if you're thinking about hosting a retreat, I would give yourself six months of runway that gives yourself two months to get everything created, um, automations in place, everything synced, good to go G to G. Um, and then you have a good 90 days, uh, at least to market your retreat. So that would be my gospel timeline. I would really not waver from if at all possible. <laughs> Yeah, well, totally. Like, I think uh, even like, uh, like three months to like, just do the whole marketing for an international retreat. Sometimes like it depends, of, co of course, if you already have a warm audience that is just waiting for it. Yes, but you might need your give yourself some more time. But yes, I think the plan, like the piece of like really putting two months apart where you get everything together and you make sure that it's like bulletproof, that it's working. And then you can go, all in, right? And I think for me, something that's like a, that makes a huge difference when it comes to people actually selling out their retreat is, of course, their energy and their mindset. And in this mindset, is like I'm gonna sell the heck out of my retreat, and then there's nothing that is gonna stop me, right? So you go towards it. And so many times, and we were speaking about this at, before this call. What happens is we are want to focus on the details and we think that our retreat is not selling because the sales copy in the website is not right. So we're like, let me go and ch change all the sales copy because this is going to make a huge difference. I'm going to tell you, you're better off spending your time actually getting on the phone and talking to people or doing lives or whatever you like, going on podcasts, whatever. It's like your jam than going and fixing something because the reality is that usually that's us hiding in the BC work and it's coming from a place of fear. So it's a good idea to just, you know, if you want to like so many times we get it hung up in this phase of like, really, we think the coffee is not perfect. So what we do is we rewrite it and rewrite it and rewrite it. And then suddenly we never have the copy finished because we want to be perfectionist, right? We want to make sure that the copy is absolutely perfect. Sometimes a little bit less perfect is better than nothing. Right. Success equals, I read this on an Instagram post literally today, success equals um, opportunity and plus preparation. And I thought that that was some mm. gold right there and a harsh reminder that we do have to work, put in the work if we want to yield the good results, but a good strategy will always prevail. 
Oh, that is that's my cool. final word of wisdom, I suppose. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rebecca. And before we go into the Q&A, so uh, tell us if someone wants to find you, how can they find you? Where are you hanging? Where, where do you spend your fun time? <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm on Facebook, but um, otherwise, literally in the spirit of, I'm sure you guys all appreciate, um, before coming on this podcast, I've been so busy getting work done for clients that I realized my own marketing was womp womp. So I threw together my own sales page, um, theretreatcopywriter.com. Um, at the very least, you can book a calendar call with me. Um, I always do like free of charge, 30 minute consultation or discovery calls, um, where honestly, like I'm sure Lenny can appreciate, um, just chat about your stuff. I love to hear, I love to talk about travel. Um, I love to hear what you're doing, learn about different types of retreats that are out there. Um, and yeah, never be shy. I love to chat. I honestly miss being on the phone a little bit now. Um, so whenever I get a call book, I'm like, Ooh. 30 minutes to chat with somebody about a really cool topic. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, the retreatcopywriter.com. Don't be shy. Um, you can also subscribe to my mailing list uh, on that link as well. Perfect. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Oh my gosh, this was such a powerful session with Rebecca where we get to learn about copywriting and all the secrets are important when we're having a retreat sales page. So make sure you check her out. And you get to learn more from her if that's something that you're interested. And please note that this is part of our series of guest experts at the Retreat Planner. So if you're interested in joining the next one, please make sure you go into the link guest.theretreatplanner.com. The link is in the caption where you can join. And also, great news, I'm running again my five-day challenge to sold-out retreats. So if you're interested in joining that and learning the five steps that are very, very necessary to have a sold out retreat, don't hesitate to join me with all the other amazing retreat leaders out there in the world. There is a space for you and you get to be abundant and create the life of your dreams. Thank you for listening.